Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Foul Front Outdoors Tales and Tips segment, where we bring to light the heart of hunting through shared experiences and lessons learned. By talking with real hunters, both new and old, to preserve and share part of this passion that we hold dear. Not only to entertain, but also to educate. So listen up, because this is Tales and Tips, and you're on the Foul Front. Alright, today on the episode we have uh, Josh Crosby. Josh, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit, uh, an introduction. Hi guys, my name is Josh Crosby, as you said. Um... I just finished uh, my baseball career uh, at a school in the middle of Kansas called Washburn University. Um, I will graduate in the fall with a business degree, um, and I am a you know really passionate outdoorsman. Um, met a lot of awesome people through it. Love to hunt, fish, and basically do anything that you know involves that kind of stuff, as I'm sure pretty much everyone else does that's listening to this. But um, yeah, started. Uh, little social media page that kind of turned into something more than I was expecting um, called Four Seam Outdoors and we make hats and we take a lot of people hunting and that turns into awesome relationships so I guess that's kind of a little bit about myself. Excellent, excellent. So one of the main reasons um, you know I brought you onto the show today was so we could talk about pro staffing. I think everybody wants to be a uh, everyone wants to be a pro staffer, <laughs> and I don't yeah, think def- I don't think we know specifically uh, what what all that entails. You know, there's definitely the urge to want to be a pro staff, you know, thing emerging amongst a lot of people. Um, seems like almost every company now is offering some sort of like pro staff opportunity, or you know, whether they're a legit company or not they're throwing the pro staff word out there and everyone's kind of falling for it um but you know there's a big difference i think among some of the top companies you know that really offer a program where um their staffers are not only getting you know something back from them you know such as like the industry discounts and stuff like that for the the work they're putting in but the company itself is actually um, you know, getting work done by the pro staffers. I mean, obviously they're not paid for any of it. That's kind of the whole pro staff thing, but they're, 
um, putting in a decent amount of work at trade shows and um, developing, you know, social media content and stuff like that. Whereas that's a big difference um, between some of the other companies that, you know, say, here, be part of our pro staff. We'll give you a promo code and, you know, post a picture on your Instagram or whatever once a year or whatever it is. And you can say you're pro staff. And I think there's a, there's a big difference in the two. Right. So why don't we start with your story? You already gave us a broad overview, but uh, why don't you tell us how, you know, first and foremost, uh, do you want to let us know who you're a pro staffer for and whatnot? Or Yeah, um, I guess I'm on with Dakota Decoy. Um, and Dakota has a lot of good relationships with, you know, who they hunt with and who they've, you know, went in the industry with. So then, you know, they have a lot of other somewhat pro staff deals through that. And then I'm also on with Ducks as well. I guess the whole four seam outdoors crew is on with them. So, okay. So yeah. Why don't you just uh, tell us your story about four CM? Yeah. Um, like I said, it kind of started as a social media page that we just me and one of my good friends, you know, said, Hey, let's post our stuff to a page and like Facebook, you know, let's go with it. Uh, Instagram is what we started okay. with. And we, started with Facebook or expanded to Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Um, and, you know, we were just posting pictures of our hunts and stuff like that. And then I guess we kind of found out that people liked what they were seeing and thought it was cool. And so it led to me, I guess, getting someone hooked into photography. I never thought I would really be a guy behind a camera taking pictures like all the time, but uh, right. got a nice camera and started taking a bunch of cool pictures and then, saw a pretty good, you know, correlation between that and our likes and followers and stuff like that. And who was saying what about us? Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing, I guess, to relate to the pro staffing idea too, is there's a lot of people out there that, you know, take pictures, but there's not too many people out there that take really good pictures. That makes sense. And on the waterfowl topic, you know, it's hard to, take a good picture of a moving bird you know yeah well i was gonna ask you so you know what's the i mean we can see the difference obviously what's the difference between you know uh some of the the you know pictures that you're throwing out on instagram versus you know pictures i'm throwing out on instagram you know i i I fancy oh hey that's a pretty cool picture oh i'm gonna post that thing up put a hashtag on there hey you know like throw me some throw me some merch I think that was a big learning point for me too, but, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm no pro or anything. I'm just kind of doing my best at it, but, um, Dakota has a kind of a guideline and a lot of people have probably heard of like Ted Wells. He's, a rare, he's actually a photographer for Sitka. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of their magazines and like Cabela's stuff has his pictures on it. Um, but I mean, it's not always about the limits. I think you see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, on the pictures, you know, someone trying to brag about they shot this many or did this and that. Um, you know, you're trying to pretty much just tell a story with what you're doing. Um, and a lot of times you'll see just a tailgate or somebody holding up a bird. Um, and that always, you know, that doesn't really always, that's not always the best picture or the most liked picture, I guess. So um, for with Dakota, what they do is, you know, they have kind of a private little group that, all their staffers post to and then 
they're pretty selective on which ones they actually post to their stuff. Um, so I guess basically any picture that you're really seeing for Dakota or um, even like Sitka is through, you know, guys like myself that try to take pictures and stuff of what they're using. Right. I think there's a, there's a huge difference. Um, there's a lot of us out there because we've all got cell phones with really good cameras on them or, you know, for you know, relatively speaking, very good cameras on these, you know, the iPhone seven plus, um, has an excellent camera, but, um, there's a huge difference between this army of iPhone hunters, um, and then some, you know, co- real content providers. Um, right. And I think that a lot of people, um, and I'll tell you, like, admittedly, myself, uh, no, not going to excuse myself. I remember, oh, man, this is a really great picture. Like, look at all the blue-winged teal I just crushed today. Like, put it up there, hashtag teal, hashtag hunting, four likes. Right. Oh, man, like, and, uh, you know, I, I don't try to, I'm not real I'm not probably as big on Instagram as I should be with the podcast and all that stuff. I just started um, the the business um, Instagram, but yeah, I think that there's a you know a huge misconception that there's. I know that you're going to say uh, anybody can do it, but um, it takes a lot more hard work. Why don't you talk a little bit about? Oh, the the work that you actually put into it, the stuff that we don't see, a little peek behind the curtains. Yeah, I guess. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm no professional photographer or anything. Honestly, I've only been doing it for like a year um, and kind of just messing around with it. I've, you know, it's all trial and error stuff. And people are probably going to go look at my pictures and stuff after this and be like, wow, those pictures suck. But um, <laughs> anyways, um, it's just a lot of, it really just takes a lot of effort and putting down your gun and putting down your calls or, you know, and just taking pictures of stuff you really wouldn't think you should take a picture of, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, you know, whether it's like a dog running in and out of the blind or someone picking up a decoy or, um, I guess some of the smaller things to, I mean, to go even smaller than that, like a, a gun, you know, cycling a shell or, something like that or like a little feather on a duck or something and, um just time to kind of show the cool parts that i mean the reasons we all love it and we all know that we all know it exists but a lot of people don't see you know for example like the purple on a green mallard you know right. or green drake mallard um we all know it's there but a lot of people don't and then that's where a cool picture could come in and you know show that so right right i guess the biggest thing that, you know, behind the scenes, like you're saying, is it just takes putting down the gun and, you know, shooting them with the camera instead of shooting them with the gun. A lot of people always say that. Um, and it's tough to do because you're always wanting to shoot them birds with your gun yourself. But I think a lot of people, and myself included, find that when you actually do put down the gun and start taking pictures, it, it actually is pretty addicting, pretty cool to do. So, Right, right. So, uh, you primarily hunt throughout central Kansas. That's correct, right? Yep. Okay, nice. Um, you know, how many seasons have you been in Kansas? I know you've, you've, you know, hunted up in, was it Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska? Um, I started out obviously up in Iowa. That's where I grew up. 
Um, but I came down to Kansas for a baseball, and I just finished up my this was my third year in Kansas hunting, I guess. So. Okay. Well, nice. Um, all right, so you're gonna take me, right? You're gonna be my mentor. Um, we're just gonna kind of walk through this. Um, how do you turn the guy that? you know, just signed up for Twitter, just signed up for Instagram, just signed up for all that stuff. Um, has just a cell phone and all of his hunting gear. How do you turn him into a pro staffer? How does that, how does that work? Um, well, first thing is you got to make sure you're using what you're pro staff for. Um, that gets a lot of guys into trouble. You know, they'll be on, for example, with Dakota, they'll be on with Dakota decoys and there'll be Avery GHGs or something in the background. Um, yeah. so you gotta sure you using their products. Um, and just, you know, everyone's out there doing it because they love it. You know, even if you're a beginner, you found something that you, you think is pretty interesting and hopefully someone teaching you the right way how to do it all. Um, but you know, it's, it's finding the little things that really, I guess so what I'm saying is someone trying to be a pro staffer can go out, like anybody can go out and take a picture of, you know, a decoy floating in the water. Um, you know, whether it's with a nice, really nice camera or with a phone, anybody can kind of do that. But it's, you know, I guess seeing the decoy hit the water or seeing one of your buddies pick it up or, you know, even pictures that aren't really portraying the product of the staff you're, you're on with are still really valuable to those companies. And, you know, I think there's a lot more to it than just, you know, the media and just the pictures that you're posting. But the, like we said, that is kind of a big part of it. And so just finding little unique things and trying to make them high quality, high resolution, obviously are a big, uh, a big factor to play with. So, right. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the networking? aspects yeah not you know social networking but like uh the actual networking that goes into it can you kind of expand on what you you mean with that oh yeah so like um you know who are you talking to like are you you going out to trade shows are you going out to uh, you know talking to you know the different people within the industry um okay um so i guess a huge part of the network part is like, the, like I said, with the trade shows, um, and a big part for a company, obviously, is they're not going to want to spend, depending on if they're paying for travel or whatnot for their staffers, they're not going to want to spend two, three thousand dollars to send some one of their guys out to a show where there's going to be, you know, twenty people at, and their decoys are going to be seen by maybe, you know, five of those people. Um, one big one that comes to mind, obviously, is Rogers Waterfowl Weekend. Uh, the owner, Bill Wilroth of Dakota, is always there. Ricky Hart with Lucky Duck. You know, the big-name big, big name guys of their company are, are always there representing the company. Um, and they really want to show their customers that, you know, there's a face behind their product. And it's, you know, it's a, a down-to-earth person that actually cares about what they're producing. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that I can say about Dakota, too, with the way he goes about his deal with Bill is... Um, he's still, you know, he's out hunting, he's on the grind, waterfowl show. Yep. They're, they're doing, you know, just as much as we are, if not more hunting wise during the year. 
but at the same time, he's running his company. So it's it's cool to see a guy doing that and managing his company and still taking care of like customer service orders himself while he's, for example, he's up in Canada and somebody will email him saying, hey, this decoy broke. He'll have a next uh, decoy sent out to you the same day. So that's a big thing about, I guess, the networking part of it and showing there's really a face behind the product. Right. And I think there's, uh, you know, that's twofold as I've had some experience with some of these companies and the, the, the good ones you do, you find that you call them and, or you find the number you call them. And then next thing, you know, if not talking to, you know, if they didn't answer it, they're the second person. Oh, Hey, let me transfer you over to him. Or, Hey, let me go grab him out of the shop real quick. And you're talking to the CEO slash owner of this company. And, and that's, you know, they're doing a, they're doing a considerable amount of business. It's not, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not fortune 500, but they ain't running, you know, Poppy's snack shop down at the corner, you know? Yeah. And I think that speaks for itself because I mean, you look at any of the decoy companies or clothing companies in the industry out there. And I guess moral of the story is probably 99% of those companies were started by hunters themselves, you know, and, the guy that owns it and truly running it may not have, you know, the business degree, but he's still part of it. And it's, it's started by one of us. So, I mean, it's nothing to be, I guess, intimidated by or nothing like that. You should be impressed. But, so, right. Right. So what would you say, um, is there a particular picture or a particular moment, um, that you really like say, Oh, okay. Dang. That's when I went from just being, you know, um, a waterfowl hunter to I, wow, I'm in the waterfowl industry now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to kind of look back through my stuff and see, I mean, I feel like the content has definitely increased. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I can think of an exact one where I said, you know, wow, I really started doing some cool stuff here. It's kind of been a over the time thing. Um, I guess, I don't know, there's a there's an app called Adobe Lightroom, who I'm sure a lot of people know about. If not, I guess you maybe just heard about that for the first time. Um, but it's a free app on the, the or, uh, Apple Store you can download. And I big recommend, uh, big recommendation for that, you know, use it because it it's not like you're going to put a normal filter on uh, like Instagram or whatever. You can play with all sorts of different stuff for it. And it really has the ability to make a picture pop, even if it's just like an iPhone picture. Um, So that's a big secret to it, honestly. And just editing it the right way to make it continue to look natural. um, I guess that's a big thing to take away from that. Natural. Not not the, you know, the pre-programmed Instagram filters. Right, exactly. And you can, you can, I mean, you're hunting in little to no light sometimes and it's tough to take good pictures so having the ability to kind of play with what you're using is, is good so right and that that app adobe lightroom is what it's called is, is a really good app nice hey now tell me about 4cm yeah so it's it's 4cm outdoors okay 4cm uh, like uh the 4cm baseball um as i kind of mentioned earlier i came down to kansas for baseball i played 
four years of college baseball and a lot of my relationships, not even off or even off the field besides hunting and stuff, revolve around baseball. Um, so that's kind of the idea behind the name there. And just basically started it, you know, with people that had the same passions as I did and linked something that we cared about with baseball to something that we cared about with waterfowl. And, you know, put the two together and found out immediately that there was a huge, you know, huge variety of people in both both of them that, you know, love doing the same thing. So we've had a lot of hunts where, you know, we'll drag out eight to ten guys and, you know, all eight or ten guys have either played college baseball or, or play minor league baseball to this day. So, I mean, it's it's cool to surround yourself with people that you have the same passion, not only with waterfowl, but can relate a lot to, and you know, with the baseball aspect of it. So that's what we've found a lot of success in doing. Right. I really hope that um, baseball talent uh, isn't like indicative of waterfowl <laughs> talent because I would be, I'm not, I, that's not looking good for me. Um, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a lot the other way around. I'm a lot better at shooting ducks than I am at hitting curveballs. I'll tell you that <laughs> I think I had a record uh, for Little League. Um, I was a catcher. I think I had a record, you know, for the most baseballs stuck in my face mask. Uh, it's a very difficult skill set uh, to acquire. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, nerves of steel. So, yeah, we've definitely found that the the competitive aspect um, comes out a lot when you're hunting with those kind of people. Um, just the overall, the way they carry themselves in the blind and with what they're doing is pretty cool. I guess we found that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear you on that. Um, why don't you go ahead then? Uh, do you have any, you know, like tell me about your favorite like waterfowl hunt? You know, gun to your head, you have to tell me your the story of your favorite waterfowl hunt to date. Oh man, um, it's definitely going to be in Wichita shooting lessers. Uh, there's been two of them that we've gotten pretty crazy with. Last year, uh, we had, I think, 120 bird day. We had 20, I think we had 20 guys. We had like nine A-frames, uh, 80 dozen decoys with, you know, dive bomb silhouettes and then full bodies. I think we had like 40, can 50 I, dozen full can bodies. Can I stop you there real quick? Can you go back yeah. to what you said about you had 20 guys, nine A-frames? Yeah. Did you Did you just line it all up? Um, yeah, that's we're uh, we're hunting the it was a winter wheat field, and we basically just set it on a tree line. And when honestly, when you have that many a frames next to each other, it's better. It, it looks pretty realistic. It looks yeah. like there's just a big grass line in the middle of the field. So that's some Civil War stuff. Like line up like twenty dudes, you know, abreast. How do you call it that? Was shot? pretty intense. It was pretty intense, and honestly, with how loud those lessers were, uh, um, the guy that was calling the shot in the middle, you could barely hear him. It was almost like snow geese. You almost need, like, a barely... bugle or something, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And, I mean, it, like you said, it was intense with a sound like a war scene going off. Yeah. With 20 guys pop up, and you're dropping 40, 50 out of a flock, I mean, if not more. 
Well, you said like 120 bird day, and I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. And then, uh, no, not with 20 dudes, like, good to go. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was definitely crazy. Obviously, having to count birds was tough. They're oh, yeah. everywhere, dealing with cripples and whatnot. But yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, having that many guys, you got to, and as we all know, guns fall over all the time in A-frame. So safety was a huge uh, thing. And we, we kind of brought everyone together like 10 minutes before shooting night and had a meeting. We literally had a meeting before the hunt and, you know, said, this is what we're going to do. Because we kind of knew it was going to be a crazy one beforehand. Right. But didn't quite have the idea of how crazy. Um, but, I mean, to a lot of us, that was something we never experienced before. So it was really cool. So now, wh- what group of people was that? You know, where do you find 20 guys like that? You know, or like. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, well, about five or six of them were, you know, baseball players, college baseball players that we all just knew, teammates, whatever. And then we were hunting with On the X Outfitters out of Wichita. Okay. Um, who those are, those are also um, college baseball players doing a similar thing to what I do, um, kind of on a bigger scale. So they had clients in. I think there were some guys from Texas, Oklahoma, um, that had really never shot lessers before. And they were all, I mean, we had young kids there. There was five, six-year-olds running around that didn't even have guns. So, I mean, there was more than 20 people in the field, which was crazy to think about. Right. That's that's awesome. That's it, it's you know that's stories like that those are that's so cool like i would love to go do something like that you know probably have to find myself um a group of 20 dudes but <laughs> that's good stuff so are you gonna be hunting uh hunting in kansas uh this upcoming season i think so i'm i'm most likely gonna settle down in kansas with whatever i end up doing okay. um i've just kind of fallen in love with it and so I, i'll definitely be here Absolutely. Well, you know, you always got a place on uh, on this podcast, and you always got a place in my blind. Um, I appreciate you um, shedding some light on the uh, pro staffing world and kind of uh, your rise to it, and I'll let you get back to your drive. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me. All right. Hey, go ahead. Uh, you need any last-minute plugs? This is the time to do it. Oh, man, I don't know if I got any more. <laughs> All right, man. Well, drive safe. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great, great grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, We also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And If you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like and we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there, and we will see you next week.
Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither. But hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.